0: guys who love talking about a game within a game and coming up later in the show we switch our focus from one double game week to the next but with pep going full pep are we heading into a trap we also look at the transfer market in the big short segment try and find a differential in goodwill punting and review the best captaincy picks in our captain my captain in association with fantasy football scout i'm peterson i'm andrew and this is FPR Signet.
1: Here's Chilwell, oh, oh, it's
0: a Marcial coming in from that left and firing home! Goal. Unstoppable! Pulisic, breaks through! Lacazette can have Goal. a pop! Hello managers we are back and we are recording this episode on Thursday the 9th of February and as always I'm joined by my man Andrew who is strongly denying all reports he is in fact the Manchester City snitch who has been helping the Premier League with their investigation into some uh, financial bookkeeping over there at City so Andrew how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm not the snitch. Snitches get stitches, my friend.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to start doing a really bad, um, uh, Matt Damon and Leo DiCaprio impersonation from uh, the department. I, I just just stopped myself from going that far at the moment. So
1: it's probably for the best that you do <laughs> It is try for that. the
0: best. <laughs> uh, but how are you? I mean, we are recording a bit later during the week as we usually do it on a Tuesday. It is a Thursday tonight. So, the game yep. week is over. Um, you would have been very excited with your leads going two nil up at away at Old Trafford, but a, a big week, you know, in fantasy, but also a big week for yourself as a Leeds United fan. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, I mean, I had um, I had double Manchester United defence today, and I was like, you know what? I'd love Leeds to get a point. So I was kind of hoping for like a nil all draw. <laughs> that would have been ideal for me. Yeah, um, but you know, at the end of the day, getting a point at Old Trafford. Um, is a great result. So I was pretty happy with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They showed a lot. And yeah, unfortunately I think the quality of United and them probably getting an absolute rocket at halftime didn't help things.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably not. I, I, I was kind of interested to see how they were going to play after um, what happened to Jesse Marsh, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, I kind of had the impression that they, um, that they did like playing for, for Marsh. So mm. I wasn't sure what kind of reaction they would show, but they did, seemed to um come out of the gates like with a bit of a a bit of a no manager bounce.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well I mean like they couldn't have got off to a better start scoring in the first yeah. minute.
1: <laughs> yeah. 56 seconds in or something like that. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. I'd barely even put my headphones into the ear to, to start listening to it and yeah the ball was already in the net.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's fantastic. Um I guess at the start of the game I would have taken a draw so I can't be disappointed. Um, yeah, even though we did kind of blow the two 0 lead. But um, at least you know, at least we did hang on to that point. You know, Manchester United were were kind of hammering at the end, trying to trying to get that winner. So yeah, um, yeah, it's good that they hung
0: on for the two all. Well, at least you got the two away goals heading into the home league this weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. To... <laughs> exactly right. Um,
1: yeah, it'd be it'd be very interesting to see um if it's a similar kind of game um this yeah. uh, this
0: weekend, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah very bizarre. You, I can't really recall this happening in the league before where, you know, there's a home and away tie just only a couple of days apart. Like, you just never see it.
1: Yeah, it's really rare. Um, I mean, it happens in other sports now and then. Yeah. like happens sort of in the NBA Yeah, um, quite a bit. But, yeah, not usually in sports where you only play each other twice a season.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's um, very odd timing indeed. But, um, yeah, game week 22, done and dusted as of this morning after that that two-wheel draw at Old Trafford. How did you finish up for the game week?
1: Um, look, I wasn't too happy with the game week. Uh, I guess um, last week I think I said that um, I'd be happy with a kind of a tiny green or a grey arrow, given that I've gone into this game week, not triple captaining Rashford. I didn't yeah. have Bruno. Um, and that's and that is what happened in the end. I I ended up with a tiny green arrow. I think it was about six k, so okay. pretty much a grey. Um, but having said that, it like it it feels like a red arrow because, um, you know I'm, I'm where I'm ranked, which is down at sort of like four hundred and sixty thousand. Um, it that that score was enough for a small green arrow, but that's a that's way below the um the safety score in kind of like the top hundred k. So. You know, I am still trying to work my way up into that top 100K, top 50K. So, it's lost ground kind of to those managers that I'm still trying to compete against. But, yeah, um, you know, the arrow is green, so I can't complain too much.
0: No, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you weighed everything up before before the game week. So, yeah, at least it was was green in the end. (laughs) Yeah. I
1: knew that it wasn't going to be, like, a really good game week for me um, Mm -hmm. because I did make those decisions. And, you know, like, I guess I made those decisions... Um, with the hope that game week 23 would be like the big the big game week for me and, and um, I guess we'll see if that happens. But yeah, yeah um, in terms of in terms of my team, I got 78 points. Um, really the only the only players that came through for me was Kepper um, mm-hmm. with 10 points and Kane with the eight. Um, I did obviously Captain Rashford, but that didn't do anything for me at all. Um, and then, yeah, I had blanks from pretty much everyone else blanks from Enkedia, Haaland, KDB, Odegaard, Almiron, double blank from Martinez. Um, so yeah, it, it was a pretty, uh, pretty rough game week, really. Um, mm. pretty much the exact opposite to the game week you had. You had an absolute stormer.
0: I won't lie, it's probably been my best game week for quite a long time. <laughs> probably
1: uh, one of your best game weeks, not just this season, but for you know. One yeah, of for quite a while. You don't, you don't even have a game week as good as that every year, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I finished up with 117 points. I did take a hit, so, you know, that bumps down to 113. But, yeah, I, I hadn't realised until we started recording. It was a game week rank of uh, 12,000. So, my other, you know, my second best game week this season has been in, like, the 300,000. So, <laughs> just it shows what one really good game week can do. But, um, yeah, it was... Massive for me because I ended up moving from about one what was I was one seventy five thousand and I've now moved up to fifty thousand. So, like wow, so you are
1: fifty k now.
0: Um, yeah, just outside fifty k, fifty k eight three three. So wow, I am um I am just on the outside, (laughs) I am knocking on the door. So, but yeah, as far as game weeks go, like like you said, like it was just one of those like perfect game weeks where everything that I decided to do worked. Everything I needed to go my way worked. Even with the players I don't have, like I needed certain players to blank, that all blanked. And so that all just comes into the calculation and it is what it is. So yeah, like yourself, Kepa with the 10 points to start the game week was just like perfect because I was heading into the game week you know with the hit because I made my three transfers. So my three transfers were um, getting, yeah, Bruno Fernandez for KDB. I did the hokey pokey. Um Enkedia came in for um uh what's his name from Fulham. I've gone completely blank. Mitrovic. Mitrovic, that guy, yes. And my other transfer was Matoma for Almiron. So um I mean only Enkedia and Mitrovic just they didn't they didn't do anything. So yeah. But yep. at the start of the Chelsea game, I think I dropped down to like 200,000 because of the the hit. So I was like, little bit nervous, but, yeah, that kept a 10-pointer to start the game week was just perfect. So it sort of put me yeah. right back in the green. And, yeah, from there it was, um, yeah, I mean, Luke Shaw getting the assist in the first game for United was great. Um, yeah, Rashford triple captain, which I'll touch on in a sec. Uh, Matoma with the 11 points was fantastic. Yeah, Bruno Fernandes, the gamble to bring him in, paid off, um, especially with KDB sitting on the bench for that. That Spurs game, which I just I didn't see that coming at all, and yeah, keeping Kane um, for his eight points was fantastic. And yeah, I, I thought in, in Kedia was maybe a little bit unlucky in that Everton game, but um, it was all part of my plan to get him in anyway. I wanted triple Arsenal ahead of 23, so I thought I'd get in Kedia for that Arsenal game on paper, it made sense, but um. But yeah, I, I thought it was a bit strange because I, I'd heard a few people talk about getting rid of Kane to make way for Bruno and keep KDB. But I mean, Kane just, Kane just ticks over every week. I, it, if it, it wasn't for Haaland, everyone would have Kane.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like I, um, I heard a few people suggest that as well, and I never agree with that. Like, I'm yeah, very strongly. I was, I was really happy that people were. Were selling Kane because, yeah, um, you know, anything that makes Kane more of a differential is going to be good for your rank because he just keeps on delivering, so yeah,
0: that's yeah. right.
1: I, I, I wasn't surprised that he scored that goal. I, you know, Man City haven't been keeping too many clean sheets, and um, Spurs always seem to um cause problems for yeah, for Man City, so um, I wasn't surprised at all that Kane got a goal in that game,
0: yeah, that's right. And I mean, I know we talked last week and we'll like we we're talking heavily over the last few weeks about the use of the triple captainship on uh, whether it was going to be Rashford or Harlan heading into game week 23. And the more I thought about it, and I was on um, Ryan from FPL chat box. I was on the scout of the game week last week with him and we were talking about it on his show. And yep. the more I just kept talk, like talking about it and thinking about it, it just seemed to make more sense because, part of my thinking was, well, I've got this opportunity right now that ticks all the boxes. I think I'll just do it because if I maybe wait another week, who knows what's going to happen? Like, you know, Harlan could have possibly got injured or Man City could have been given 100 um, penalties for financial, (laughs) like fixing. Exactly. (laughs) Who knows how that's going to affect it. So I just thought, look, yeah, Rashford up against those teams, at home with his goal-scoring record, it just it just made sense in the end. So yeah, I ended up doing yeah. it and, yeah, I was pretty stoked when he got off to a, a great start in that first game against Palace. Um, so that made the, the watch this morning a little bit easier and I, I must admit, I had it on and I was about to do the school drop-off this morning with my daughter and yep. Rashford scored just as I was walking out the door. So I was absolutely buzzing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'm so happy for you. though. It went really well. I mean, when we were um recording last week we we kind of talked about the pros and cons and at that point like i was adamant that i was just going to stick with uh, stick with um with harland in 23 yeah. um and really the main reason for that from my point of view was just that i've been thinking about it for two weeks and yeah i just felt like if i if i changed my mind at the last minute it probably would have just been overthinking yeah um, so i just thought i'll you know Harland in twenty three. It's a good decision. There's no reason to change it. You know, Mm. they're both good options, but I'm not going to change my mind now. So I stuck with I stuck with Harland. But I think you were a little bit less um, set on on Harland. Like I think when we recorded last week, you were still saying I'll probably go Harland, but yeah, weren't as you didn't have as much conviction in in it as I did. And then you know a couple of days later, as you say, um, when you were on um, scout the game week, I think you started to really come around to the idea of rashford and yeah. yeah you went for it and it's paid off big time so yeah
0: i think by that stage i was like 50 fifty because i've i been messaging you saying like it's 50 50 i think i'm just gonna toss a coin <laughs> and see what happens
1: <laughs> yeah that's right and i really think it, it was 50 50 i mean obviously it, it's um you know it's turned out really really well for uh rashford triple captainers i suppose we can't really fully judge until after this game week, yeah, but, that's right. You know, I think it's unlikely that Harlan's going to be able to better at that, but I just hope that he gets somewhere close to it for me.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's me an extra twenty points, which um, is fantastic. So, another, also another reason why I ended up using the chip was because I took the hit this week. So, because I took the hit, I thought, well, I sort of want to offset that using the chip as well. So that sort of came into the calculations as well as a bit of insurance, but. Yeah, look. When it comes to like captaincy chips and like the triple captaincy chip, I always want my captain to just hit double, fi- like double digits. That's all I want because if it's double digits, then I think it's just a, a success. Like an attacking return to double digits. That's that's all I ask for. So for him to yep. hit twenty is just yeah amazing. Like he, I mean, he got bonus points in both games. So and yeah, it's just a shame they didn't manage to keep a clean sheet because yeah, for one, you would have hauled with your double United defense and, um, you know, two clean sheets would have given me an extra six points too with the triple captaincy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was a bit unlucky that United didn't keep any clean sheets at all, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can complain too much with how it went. Um, Yeah. The 20 points is is a fantastic result. So
0: yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I know that we were also talking a lot about Matoma and, um, yeah, I sort of had in my head. Yeah, I was definitely going to get rid of Almiron from Matoma. I just, I just thought there was going to be points on the table, so I thought I'd rather just get the points now than than wait down the line. So for him to get his biggest score of the season uh, with a like a very late header, which is very unMatoma like. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just another one of those things that everything just went right just that one week. So, yeah. yeah. I, it was weird because um, I'd mentioned to you, I was actually at a wedding all day, like afternoon, Saturday, Saturday night. So I went to bed. So usually I watch all the games. I watched a little bit of the Arsenal-Everton game, but I went to bed fairly early. And I woke up and I think it was just as Matoma scored. And so I, I've checked the phone. I've seen all the results. I've gone, holy shit, like everyone I want to have scored has scored. And, the, you know, I'd seen the United results or whatever and, then like it flashed up like Matoma had scored as well. I actually thought I was just hallucinating. Like I was so tired. <laughs> you thought I was, you were dreaming. I thought I, thought you I was, was still just dreaming. making it up in my head. I was like, this can't be right. And I'm sitting there up in bed, like looking at live FPL, going, holy shit! Like this is insane.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, that's so good. And it's eight po- eight point goal as well from Matoma. Yeah, like the, those are the best ones. Oh, you know, he was out. He was out of the bonus and gets that header, 87th minute. Yeah, all three yeah. bonus points. Just, uh, just it's it's the stuff
0: dreams are made of yeah yeah i mean uh, just quietly i would had like the the goal in my head of sort of by the time we get to game week 30 i want to be inside the top 100k and, and try and make a bit of a charge there but you know to sort of be 50k now like it's going to be hard to sort of keep the momentum going with all the double game weeks and chips and everything up there so um you can't you know hit the goals every single week but yeah. Um, yeah, for it to, oh, no,
1: I don't think it's going to be too hard for you to keep up the momentum, honestly, like, you know, we're, we're in the, I guess the double game week part of like the double game week season of the yeah. season. And that's when, um, that's when the engaged managers that are really paying attention and thinking a lot about strategically about what they want to do. Um, that's, that's like moving, moving season.
0: For yeah. them. It's
1: kind of like the third round of the U S open. It's moving day at the moment. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And I, I don't see why you won't keep moving. Like most people have used their triple captain now. So I don't think you're going to lose too much ground mm. um, to people that haven't used it. You know, as long, if you're set up well for the for the double game weeks, which I think you will be, then you're probably just going to keep on chipping away and making up more ground.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think At so. least, I- you
1: know, I, I hope I do this. I hope I do the same. You know, I think... Um, <laughs> Maybe the maybe the top hundred k by game week thirty. That's a that that should be the goal that I set myself. That's a that that seems like a more realistic target for me now. And you can probably be if, you, if things go well, you could be top ten or top twenty k by then.
0: Oh, we'll see. There's a long way to go. <laughs> I've played this game for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yes. I know and what it, it can. It always finds a up. way to disappoint. Uh, it does, but anyway, yeah, was it? Um, a, yeah, one of my you know, m- most favorable um, game weeks I've had in a very long time. So um stoked with the greens, but um, lo- looking ahead, we've got double game week 23 literally on the horizon only a few days away. So a few things to come out of the last game weeks. So, I, I sort of, you know, jokingly touched on everything happening at Man City and it just seems to be like a big dumpster fire at the moment. But, you know, what the hell are we supposed to make of Pep and Man City at the moment? Because it, do you think Triple City is actually, you know, really important for our sides heading into twenty three, and is it actually worth getting hits for these players? Um, I don't really know. Um... <laughs> that's that's what that's the conclusion I've come to as well. Like, yeah. I've been thinking about. Like, yeah. I actually don't know.
1: Yeah, maybe ask me next week after we know what happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, we'll do I our think... retrospective pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, I don't know. Like it seems, you know, if you if you say to me now, do I need to take a hit for KDB? It's like I don't know. Like you, you know, sure you could bring him in, but for a hit, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and you could almost have that same response to anyone except for Haaland and everyone's already got Harland. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's right. Um Yeah. I don't know how many people will actually take hits for Man City players because um, you know, it may or may not pay off this week. Usually when you take a hit it, um, you want to take it for players where your confidence it's going to pay off this week, or you think to yourself, well, if it doesn't pay off this week, it'll pay off over time. Yeah. Um, I can't, you know i can't be sure that that you know that that's going to be the case with um with man city mm. i th- i think that if you i think it's still um, smart to bring man city players in um, with your free transfers yeah it's just yeah i think you just need to have a real think about whether you want to do it um you want to you want to yeah use hits on on bringing in extra man city players it's less clear cut um, the answer to that is less is less clear cut i think what what do you think
0: yeah, well, I mean, th- like from my perspective, so I've still got a, a massive Giao Cancelo problem. So I've still got him sitting on my bench. Um, at least he's not dropping in value anymore, so that's good. But yeah, like my thinking is like, so my original plan was doing the hokey cokey with Bruno Fernandez, so taking him out, putting him back for for KDB. So if I do that, that's my free transfer for the game week. Sure. And personally, I I'm. Not leaning towards replacing Cancelo yet, with you know taking a hit to get another City defender when I'm not even confident that they would play the double anyway. And with those two fixtures, I I, I actually don't think City is going to beat Arsenal. And so it's more the Aston Villa fixture that you really want that defensive asset for. But like I can't, I have no confidence whatsoever in the City lineup for that Villa game. With when mm. Pip's going to be thinking about the Arsenal game. Yeah interesting So really is it actually a double or is it just one fixture and some points off the bench like I mean Aké seems to be the most nailed but then who's to say for that Aston Villa game he doesn't start with Diaz and Laporte who are both fit too Yeah
1: I mean we did or he might he might start with Diaz and Laporte and start with Aké on At left back, you know, yeah, because you know, does he want to play Lewis, you know, at left back every single week? We've seen that he doesn't. We've seen that he sort of throws him in for a game, and then yeah, next game it's maybe you know forty-five minutes or twenty-five minutes off the bench.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I'm I'm not confident in like anyone in that defense actually starting two games. So that's right. I don't see the point of taking a hit to get that player in.
1: Yeah, I suppose and. In your situation, it's like, well, okay, so you might not want to take a hit. Um, So then the decision is, do you use your one free transfer to do what you were planning to do and go Bruno to KDB or do you just use your one free transfer to get rid of the biggest problem in your team, which is Cancelo?
0: Um,
1: Go Cancelo to one of the defenders. As you say, you don't know if any of those defenders are going to play two games.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I think I'm I'm more confident in KDB actually starting both those games. Um, yes. More so because yes. he's—I mean—he's just been benched again. But yeah. I think um, just even seeing him, what he did off the bench the other day against Spurs, like he was the only one creating chances and making passes and you know looking for Harlan. Not that he really picked him out, but so I yeah, yeah, and and knowing that what his ownership is going to be heading into this double game week, it's probably more of an insurance policy of more of like a shield yeah. pick where like I just need to have him in just to protect myself.
1: Yeah, look, I don't think it's I don't think it's a coincidence that KDB was kind of benched um, against Spurs on both occasions. Like, I think it's obviously something tactical that Pep has decided that um, you know the way he wants to play against Spurs, you know, KDB doesn't necessarily fit into that. So I don't think you should panic too much, or people should panic too much about um, KDB not you know getting um, getting benched again. Um, having said that, I think that um, there will be a number of people that are turned off. uh, bringing in KDB for that reason you know like he's not as a a, you know there's quite a few people that I've heard of that were um quite set on the KDB to Bruno back to KDB kind of hokey-cokey and now they're wavering on it and they're thinking do I just keep Bruno for that you know next Leeds game yeah so I think that I think that his ownership isn't going to be as high as maybe it would have been if you know he started the Spurs game and you know they would played well and and they'd won um so, I mean, from that perspective, you know, I don't know how much you need him as a shield. I mean, I still think his ownership is going to be very high, but I think that it's one of those things where I think mean, you should bring him in if you want to bring him in, not bring him in just because he's going to be a shield for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be that damaging um, that you need to bring him in, even if you don't have faith in him. Is, I guess is what, I'm, is, is what I'm trying to say is that you should just sort of ask yourself, do you actually think that he's going to deliver this double game week?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think we're just like programmed as FPL managers. When we see the double, we move for the assets and then you know of course, yeah. Two tickets to the raffles better than one. So Yeah.
1: Um, well sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't as we (laughs) weren't last year with Dennis and and Weghorst and that kind of thing. So yeah. (laughs) Oh, but I, I mean I do think that um, you know, there's a good chance that people are overreacting to, you know, man Man City's recent performances. Um you know, I don't know how much has really changed, and uh, you know, I'm still pretty confident that they'll come out looking pretty good against Aston Villa. I, I guess these um, these charges or these allegations of you know financial fair play breaches is the one wild card that we don't really know how that's going to impact the yeah. squad mentally and if that's going to um, come through and how they perform on the field. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's obviously one thing that I didn't. Um, take into account when I decided not to triple captain Rashford this week and and save it for Haaland. But yeah, that's every now and then you get something um, unforeseeable like this that really impacts. Uh, you know, your FBL planning.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, we might maybe get a sneak peek into the city thoughts about that when Pep does his um, press conference ahead of ahead of the fixture. So I mean, he's been a bit prickly of late, so it's going to be really interesting to see his demeanor and what he has to say about it because I'm sure all the questions will just be about that and not actually about the team.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um but I mean yeah, I I think that um this Aston Villa game is an extremely important game for them yeah. because you know it gets them, you know, it gets them closer to Arsenal ahead of that, you know, Arsenal game. If they can if they can perform well against Villa and um get the three points. Um I think it's pretty important that you know by the time they get to this um Arsenal game. I think it's pretty important that they're no further behind than they are now. So they do need to go and, and get those three points. And so I think that, um, you know, Pep will play a pretty strong side for that
0: reason. Yeah. I mean, Mara's owners have a, have a bit of a headache getting into this double two after his substitute of what was it like 58th, 59th, 58th minute the other minute day. or something like that. There so yeah. many players substituted in the, you know, just before 60 minutes. It was crazy. But yeah, Mara's just you know classic mara's fpl headaches there for managers and now wondering whether they hold or but mm. I, i'm sure he will play like he will feature in both of these games surely
1: well he'll definitely feature in both of the games yeah. so i think he'll i, I think you will start in um i think you will start the villa game as well surely i, I I don't. I mean, he hit the crossbar, and late in the first half, like if that if that's you know a couple of inches lower and it goes in, then yeah, it's you know, a he different story. Get, yeah, the whole it's a sliding doors moment, I suppose. Like the whole, he probably doesn't even get dragged off. Yeah. Um, so it's you know small margins. I, I think you know Pep understands that he's been a good player for you know a number of weeks now, and I I, I doubt he's gonna take him out of the starting lineup based on one performance that you know he wasn't he wasn't too happy with. I mean I, I thought there were other players out on the field that were worse than him. I was surprised that um KDB didn't come on for Alvarez. Yeah. Um, who I thought had a pretty had a pretty poor game. Um yeah I didn't I didn't re- really think that Mares had done anything too bad to to get dragged off. So um maybe it was you know more tactical um than you know than Pep thinking that he wasn't playing
0: well anyway. Yeah. Now, um, as in regarding hits for City players, if we, you know, managers were thinking of doing it, I suppose the upside to that is that City actually have a fixture in game week 25 when we might be struggling, you know, to field a, a decent 11 with that fixture against Bournemouth. But the only thing I would sort of add to that is that it sort of comes a few days after they played, um, they traveled to Leipzig in the Champions League. So, I mean, yeah, try, yeah. I mean, Pepperle, impossible most of the time, but now that the European fixtures are, are kicking back in and, you know, most of the top clubs now will be playing two games a week for, you know, the rest of the season. So, yeah, know, yeah, to that's right. That, nail that down week who's 20- who.
1: Yeah, exactly. That game week 25 game that you're referring to is against Bournemouth as well. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's probably a game where Pep thinks that he can um pick up the three points without putting out his strongest 11 as well. So, Um, it's one of those things to consider. Like if you're, uh, if you're taking hits for players, as I said before, you want them to be players, um, you know, that you're confident they're going to pay off, um, you know, over the the medium term. And so if, if you're going to bring in a player for the blank game week and, you know, he doesn't even play. um, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it is going to be worth that hit. I guess you just got to judge it on a, on a case by case basis, but yeah, it's predicting pep is a, is a waste of time. It's impossible. (laughs) Just give us a,
0: a headache, but um. anyway, moving on to the other big hitters for game week 23 that do have a double and it is the league leaders, Arsenal, and where we're trying to second guess Pep and, you know, the forms of concern and all these issues, it's the complete opposite for Arsenal at the moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we um. at least with Arsenal, you pretty much know who the 11 is going to be every week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose there is there is some talk that um that Martinelli might lose his place to Trossard, but I, I, I don't think that's going to happen yet. Mm. Um, yeah, I know.
0: Although yeah, another, another came off in of the fifty, the... <laughs> <know. the>
1: <laughs> minute. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I still think that that starting spot is Martinelli's. Uh, um, it's Martinelli's to lose. I still think he's going to hold on to it for you know at least in the short term.
0: Yeah, and I suppose the benefit for, you know, if managers out there maybe have two City and two Arsenal and they're looking to get, you know, get one in and take a hit for the other, well, it's definitely worthwhile taking a hit to get in that extra Arsenal player because they've also got the double now in double game week 25. So um, not only yeah do they have a fixture in 25, but they've got a double, which is even sweeter. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost, you know, now... You know, do you make the luxury moves of even, you know, getting rid of someone like a Martinelli for, you know, if you don't have an Erdegaard or a Saka and, you you know, you got the funds to make those moves, doing it, just setting yourself up for, you know, five fixtures in three game weeks.
1: Yeah, I mean, I almost think that it is worthwhile taking hits to get the right three Arsenal now. Like, I was kind of on the fence about it when it it came to sort of um, just this double game week, you know, Mm -hmm. should I go should I go Martinelli to Odegaard? And I I was kind of a bit iffy about it if it was just for this double game week. But if you think about it, um, you know, like we're going to have these three Arsenal assets for the long term, like probably, you know, definitely until, until we play wildcard and probably beyond. But so if you take a minus four now to get, you know the three Arsenal players that you think are the best three Arsenal players, it doesn't even have to pay off this week, it doesn't even have to pay off next week. Like, as long as that four points is paid back by the time we wildcard, you know, in the next five or six weeks, it only needs to pay off like a point a week on average. Um, and it's worthwhile doing because, yeah, it's not they're not players that we're bringing in and out of our team, they're players that we're bringing into the team for the long term, for the for the long haul.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, the the benefit for Arsenal, where you know a lot of the top clubs have their European fixtures, so Arsenal have a bye for the the first part of the knockout stages of the Europa League. So I don't think they they don't come into consideration for European football until I think it's like around game week twenty seven, anyway. So it's not yeah. like we're trying to think, oh, you know, what side is Arteta going to put out? Because yeah, it's going to be, and they don't have any. Um, league league cup or fa cup fixtures to worry about too it's just it's solely the the premier league at the moment until um europa league kicks back in so yeah, he's, yeah. like he has done all season he's probably can just gonna keep playing his strongest 11 and keep going
1: yeah i think so and i think that they're, um, they're absolutely all in on the premier league so yeah. i think that when the europa, europa league comes around it's not going to be the premier league games where the side gets rotated
0: no definitely um, not
1: yeah you know, so the, the Europa the Europa League might be the opportunity for um, you know, players like Vieira and, you know, Tomyasu and um, you know, maybe Trossard to get, you know, the starts that um that he wants to give some of these fringe players. Mm. Um but yeah, like I don't think I think that he's just gonna keep on playing his first choice starting eleven uh in the league every
0: game. Yeah. You know, off the top of your head, who do you think you know if you had to rank, you know, three Arsenal assets? Well, what would you go with? Say if you are um, given a, a free wild card and you are just going for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that it's got to be Saka mm. um, and Odegaard. And then uh, the third one, I might even say Nkedia. Mm. Um, yeah, that's know, what I was above thinking any too. Of any of the defensive... Yeah, okay. Um, I, 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 a bit controversial because obviously um, Jesus is on the horizon, but there was some news that came out today that they said um, that they're expecting Jesus to be back sometime in March was yeah. was the words that they used. So that's pretty much you're looking at the very earliest game week, kind of 26 or 27. That's right. Um, and he's not gonna he's not gonna start. You know, it's probably gonna be two game weeks of coming off the bench before he gets his first start anyway. So you're looking at almost kind of game week 28. Or 29, yeah. where we can, yeah, probably like game week 28 would be the earliest you might be able to expect Jesus to actually start. So if Enkedia is going to get all of those games leading up to, you know, game week 27, and those games are pretty good, I'm talking, we've got a double game week, then Aston Villa, then another double game week, which is Leicester and Everton, then Bournemouth, mm. then Fulham in 27, 28, which is Crystal Palace at home. Um, there's a lot of really good fixtures, so um, coming up in in the you know in in that short to medium term, so yeah. I, I don't think that you need to worry about Jesus with him. I think um, if I'm looking at the three best Arsenal assets, you know, as of right now, I think Inketti is in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree with that too. Just you know, just from watching him play the last few game weeks, he's just matured so much as a. As a player, and he looks really exciting. So, I mean, you were lucky enough um, the other week to have him when he got his haul, two goal, to, uh, two goal haul, I should say, yeah, <laughs> the other game week. Yeah. So, yeah. He yeah. it looks he like
1: he—he he nearly got an attacking return this week as well. He, he was the one that passed to Odegaard when Odegaard kind of blasted yes. him over the bar. And that, that would have been, been a dream.
0: Been, <laughs> it would
1: have been a dream because I brought in Odegaard this week, so it would have been like, yeah, goal and assist, and maybe I would have had a much better game week if that had gone in. But um, he, he is looking pretty good. Like, a, like his stats are really good. And yeah, he just like the, on the eye test, I think he's just sensational.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just t- ticking all the right boxes at the moment, and I mean, I I did touch on that Arsenal also have the double in um, game week twenty five. So yeah, they you know they did announce uh, another double. So one of those weird weeks, game week twenty five, where it's going to be a blank and a double, which is yep. very bizarre. I think it, I think it happened once last season from memory with all the postponements. But um, anyway, so yeah, Arsenal have the double, which will be against Leicester and Everton. Everton have a double of. Aston Villa and Arsenal. Liverpool will have the double with Crystal Palace and Wolves. And yeah, Wolves will have their double with Fulham and Liverpool. And, you know, when you saw this, what were your initial thoughts on this announcement? Because I must admit, I wasn't exactly over the moon with these teams getting the doubles.
1: Mm, yeah. I mean, I guess my initial thoughts were, oh, that's good because, you know, um, I've already got the three Arsenal. I yeah, set that's so right. Set up there. And, <laughs> and I was like I was excited by the fact that um you know they were getting a second double game week in the time frame that Nkedia would still be playing because yeah. I've because I've got him and a lot of people aren't going to have him because they've already got their three Arsenal assets in place mm. um, and I think he is a good asset so I was happy from that point of view um the other doubles yeah are a bit more underwhelming um although the Everton one um is looking better now than it than it did a week <laughs> ago um but yeah Liverpool's going to be I think the I think leading up to that double game week, all of the talk is gonna be about Liverpool. It's gonna be do we want Yeah, you know, do we want zero, one, two, or three? And I think that people are gonna have a range of opinions on that. And um yeah, I mean if if they don't improve from what they're showing at the moment, then you know, I don't think I'm I'm gonna have more than one. But um if they are showing some improvement, then by then we maybe we will want we will want all of those assets that, you know, Salah and KDB and you know, maybe Jota will be back by then. Maybe um, Diaz will be back by then. So it'll be, um, yeah, it'll be very interesting. It'll be a very interesting game week.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we sort of have to look at it as Liverpool now, not Liverpool, what they were back in the day. Because I think, yes, Salah's only got one goal since the restart, and that was on Boxing Day.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And apparently they don't give pens in the Premier League anymore, so you can't
0: rely on that. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, the Wolves one, like, that's not very that's not very exciting either I'm like they don't really have any attacking assets that you want and defensively they've got two away games against teams that are probably going to score so yeah 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 i don't i, I probably won't bother with them
0: yeah yeah i mean we'll, we'll have to you know we'll be keeping a keen eye on these teams sort of over the next two game weeks, just sort of see assets that we could target and you know whether the you know the, the full dash the dashing is happening at Everton because yeah, exactly it was proper dash ball on the weekend so yep. yeah yep. it was hilarious <laughs> we, we have, gonna have a I was gonna say you couldn't have scripted it but actually you you could have scripted it
1: <laughs> yeah it's unbelievable with like two um Burnley players involved in the goal as well. Oh. if um if they keep playing like that, we're gonna have hundred percent EO for Tarkowski in game week twenty-five. <laughs> it's just gonna be hilarious. It's gonna be it's gonna be the Weghorst of um of of this season. It, oh. The Weghorst of 23 or the Dennis of 23.
0: Oh, absolutely. I I look forward to getting um getting my dash, <laughs> get my dash yeah. on. So uh, yeah, that's we, it. We have you
1: it. have you formulated a rough kind of plan for what you might do between now and twenty-five?
0: Yeah, straight. I I wanna see something from these teams because yeah, I must admit that none of them really tickle my fancy, but mm-hmm. I mean we're going to be looking for players to fill our sides for blank game week 25 anyway, so but yeah. You know, looking at those teams like long term, mm, yeah, I'm not too sure if I really want to hold any of them for long term, but cuz you know, I'm going to be keeping Trippier. Um so I'm yep. not getting rid of him. I'm going and, to be keeping and Rashford. And Rashford and I will probably be be keeping Matoma as well. Yeah. Um, with So there's you know, your
1: bench sorted, and the, the, you know whoever right. else you've got um, that have that are blanking. I suppose you know who your transfers are going to be.
0: Yeah. So it's probably. I mean, I've got the Cancelo um, uh, positioned it to, to fill. So I've got I've got a spot there, um, and you know I probably also have to get rid of Shaw um, from United just to get in an, at another body in there. So you know, yeah. if we see Everton go proper dice, um, then you know, yeah, maybe one of those assets could be handy just for, you know, just for the the prospect of having the double game week. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to break the bank to get in anyone from Liverpool because they're not showing anything defensively or attackingly. So like Trent and Robbo just aren't on my menu at all at the moment.
1: No, me either. I, Mm. I, I I guess the interesting thing to consider about the double game week 25 slash blank game week 25 is that if you are getting rid of blank players, um, in favor of double game week players, no matter how bad they are, like even the appearance points is going to pay the hit off.
0: Yeah, that's um, right.
1: So you know you could you know you could bring in you know some defensive midfielder from um, you know from Wolves, mm. um, you know hypothetically, and the, the hit pays off because you're just going to get the four the four points from that. So um, I suppose from that point of view, um, it is worth taking the punt on some of these. Double game week players. If you're if you're removing um, blanking players that you don't want in your team long term anyway, yeah, you know, maybe maybe it is it's going to be worth taking a couple of random punts.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I already have Bueno in my side on my bench, but quite worryingly, he didn't feature on the weekend. So
1: yeah, um, exactly.
0: I, I saw someone on Twitter. Um, I, oh, I can't remember exactly who it was. Maybe it was like FPL uh, Black Wolf, I think. Who he was actually a Wolves fan, and he was sort of pointing yep. out that, um. Uh, Ryan now was probably going to be more preferred to play um, against Salah specifically yep. for that game. So maybe Bueno actually isn't that much of an issue that we think. So, I mean, with that double, they got Fulham and Liverpool. So if he plays one of the fixtures, then that's great. If he plays two, even better.
1: Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean, you, you probably, I, I guess we'll see what happens between now and then. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that he's necessarily dropped, dropped. He's probably just not going to be picked every week. So, as that's you say, right. if, he, if he plays one of the games, then it's probably, you know, it's, decent, it's a decent hold.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think Kilman's the only one that's really nailed in that Wills defense. He seems to be the ever-present that I see all the time. And Dawson's just come and, you know, managed to, to snare a goal like he used to yeah. do at West Ham all the time. So... I Um, seem
1: to remember last year, I thought that Kilman was nailed in the Wolves defense and I might've brought him in, whether it was for a a double game. Yeah. I don't remember if it was for a double (laughs) game week or just like a good run of fixtures or whatever, but I brought him in. I was like, oh, Kilman, he's cheap. He's nailed. And he literally got dropped at that very moment. So I think I had uh, another
0: round the same time. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm I'm, yet another FPL scarring on my memory. (laughs)
0: Uh anyway, so that, that's what we've got to look forward to. But anyway, what we'll do now is we'll take a break. And on the other side, we're going to preview the double game week 23 and look at the transfer market. Okay, welcome back, managers. And looking ahead to double game week 23, and we've got things kicking off with another classic London derby, West Ham hosting Chelsea. So, um, yeah, so back to that regular um, Saturday afternoon deadline for you guys over in the UK for us here, it is a 10 p.m. deadline. So a nice Chelsea game to kick off the game week is always nice from my perspective. So um, early thoughts on, on that one, Andrew, because West Ham have seemed to – maybe got their act a little bit together and, you know, the first of um, any team for quite a while to actually get a goal at Newcastle over the weekend.
1: Yeah, but this time they've got to come up against the great wall of Kepa. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, another, hopefully another 10-pointer coming up for him and um, maybe another 59-minute performance for Reese James.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah, Reese was back. Chilwell came off the bench. Oh, that Chelsea get, defense. We're getting
1: the band back together, boys. Oh, I I am
0: getting extremely excited again. <laughs> actually, did did you see any of the game? Did what were your thoughts on Enzo Fernandez?
1: He was so good. I did yeah. actually watch that game. I watched that game from start to finish. It was he was he was best player on the field. I thought.
0: Yeah, considering he, I don't even think he had a training session with the team. I think he was just straight in, and yeah, he looked like he'd been playing there for ages. So I I can't wait to see when he's in the side with Kanto. I, I dare say Kante would sort of play a bit deeper and, and let Enzo push up the pitch, which would, would just enable him much more. But yeah, he looked oh, I was very excited. I mean, getting him – I don't say I don't know if you could say you're getting your money's worth, but <laughs> at least at least he's looking good. Yeah. Well they used to enjoy him.
1: <laughs> they're getting their money worth money's worth if you like, you know, if you spread that contract over the 26 year contract that they've signed him. <laughs> so it's all good.
0: Oh, it's all about amortization. So uh, Arsenal hosting Brentford, another London derby there. So the first of Arsenal's double here. And this is the fixture that we think maybe we can get our points for Arsenal assets.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm so interested in this fixture because... Um, you know, I guess I, I want to see whether you know that Everton game was just like one off. You know, they came, they hit Everton at the wrong time. You know, should just come in, new you manager bounce, like full Di ball. Yeah. Um, or you know, is there a bit of a tapering off of performances from Arsenal? I, I guess we'll find out um, once and for all with this game because you would expect um, that to be a pretty open game with a, with plenty of goals for Arsenal um, if they play as well as they have for most
0: of the season. All right, Crystal Palace, Brighton. I mean, it's not a derby, but it's a derby, but it's not a derby, but they hate each other. So I have no idea what to make of this, but I will be hoping for some more Matoma magic from um, Dr. Dribble.
1: I don't think there's any reason to believe that Dr. Dribble won't score again. He scores every <laughs> week. You can just bank on it.
0: Uh, like, yeah, Crystal Palace a bit worrying, but yeah, no Zaha, so that probably adds into it. But yeah, the, this fixture seems to be a bit crazy, so it always has a bit of spice added to it, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe. Is it, I I think Crystal Palace are just struggling to score recently. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they were pretty lucky to get a goal against United. Maybe they probably wouldn't have if it wasn't for the red card. So, yeah, um, you, you never know what what happens in these games where the teams hate each other. But um, yeah, yeah, I I still
0: like I still like Brighton the way they're playing. Mm, and yeah, Fulham hosting uh, Forest. So, um, yeah, I mean the these two teams going really good, especially um this season and yeah, Fulham usually with their yo-yo antics, but yeah, they're they're looking pretty good and pretty solid mid table. So, but, um, forest in some good form, but do you think it might be a bit too much to ask from them to get something from Craven cottage?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's like the, the both teams that would have, that at the start of the season, you could, um, bank on for conceding goals. And then randomly they've recently both started being really good defensively. So, Um, I don't really know what to expect from this game. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you'd think that Fulham would be favourites, but I I wouldn't be be shocked if Forrest got something out of the game the way they've been playing recently.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely a game. If you've got Mitrovic still, then definitely starting. But, yeah, Leicester hosting Spurs. And we saw Leicester get that crazy 4-2 win against Aston Villa the other day. I mean, mostly thanks to Aston Villa just, you know, literally passing them the ball some of the times. But, yeah, Harry Kane... His favorite team to play is always Leicester. And I'm so happy I held Harry Kane last week because it was mostly due with this fixture coming up in this game week.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the Spurs have got a really good run of fixtures coming up, don't they? Yeah. But, I mean it starts it starts with this one. And Leicester Tottenham is always such a fun game to watch. Um Leicester have been scoring like the return to scoring form for Leicester is pretty much coincided with the return of James Madison. That's not a coincidence um so yeah i wouldn't be surprised to see another high scoring game in this
0: one yeah let's let's hope so it looks like it'll be a lot of fun but yeah southampton wolves that doesn't look like it's going to be a lot of fun and especially you know nathan Jones has gone full david brent the other day in his post-match press conference talking about how he's really good and he was a world leader at luton for his xg and xa and all this other stuff so Oh, yeah, God. it was a bit.
1: It was a bit Donald Trumpish, wasn't it? It was yeah, it was bizarre. Um, yeah. If there's if there's one game, um, that I would yeah, if I could choose one game to miss this week, it's probably, it's that, probably one. that one. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> you can just I'll just I'll, you can tell me what happened at the end. That's fine.
0: <laughs> we'll just, yeah, skip skip the highlights skip of that, that. one. Oh, uh, yeah. but um, yeah, Bournemouth hosting Newcastle, and yeah, I mean, a lot of managers out there with the double Newcastle defense probably trying to squeeze out every bit of, of money out of that before the, the blank in 25. But uh, this, I mean, yeah, I can't see anything other than a Newcastle clean sheet here.
1: Yeah, possibly. I mean, Newcastle went through that period before the World Cup where um, there was a lot of games where, you know, we, they should have kept a clean sheet and they just yeah. found a way to concede one. They were still winning the games. Um, and yeah, I guess, you know, West Ham was a bit like that last week. You know, they they found a way to, to lose their clean sheet. So it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, if, if they do it again, but um, yeah, in terms of, for me, at least it's going to be Almiron's last, um, last hurrah. And know, last I can't days. get rid of it. I can't <laughs> get rid of him before Bournemouth. I've been saying that like for the yeah. last couple of weeks, but um, I, I can't get, get rid of him before Bournemouth. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But, um, I hopefully Newcastle will go back to um, actually scoring some goals. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: In it's this definitely one. what they're so, lacking.
1: <laughs> it definitely is what they're lacking. Um, when's the last time they scored more than one goal? It's been a long time. Oh,
0: yeah, it feels like it's been a while. But um, then we've got the return leg, Leeds hosting Man United this time around. So more of the same, something different. What what to expect? We saw Sinistera know, actually limp off in this game. He started and he only lasted about 10 minutes. So another body on the physio table there at Ellen Road.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And I think there was there was another player that got injured in the first half as well, wasn't there? Oh, that's um, right.
0: It was too. Um, Strik uh, Pascal Strik.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So one bad defender replaced with another in Furpo. <laughs> but um, yeah, look, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen with this game, and I, I don't know whether they're going to have a coach by then. And, um, whether that you know that first game against United was you know like a reaction to what happened to Jesse Marsh, and you know they're going to sort of. Um, I, I suppose at home uh, they're going to be massively up for this game. So um, yeah, I, I think they will put it, put in another good showing. Um, whether they have enough to you know to hold United to a draw again, I'm not am not so sure. I think United probably will win this one, but um, yeah, Leeds are exciting to watch. I think they are playing decent football, and I think they've been unlucky with some of their recent results. So um, hopefully they they start to get some points.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. As far as that manager search goes, I know that um, they were keen on getting the uh, Rayo Vallecano manager Irailo in through the door because he's done absolutely amazing things there with with Rayo in the um in La Liga. So they're sitting top four at the moment, looking for uh, to get Champions League football next season. But I'm I think last I heard that he was going to stay in Spain. Okay. Um So that's a bit of a blow. And I know that they tried to get um. Bielsa's former assistant, who's at um, West Brom, I think it's um, Carlos Colberon So he's just signed a new deal to stay <laughs> stay at West Brom as well. So yeah, two two blows for the search there. I have seen um, Ange Postacogli's name floated up, but I, you know, I'd love to see that if he had the preseason. That that might be a good signing for next season if they stay up. But
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to see that. It would just be a return oh. to the Australian connection for for Leeds, which is pretty much the reason why I, you know I, I love Leeds.
0: Yeah, um,
1: is you know back to the the Aussie connection of Harry Kewl and Mark Viduka. So yeah, uh, how good would it be if Ange Postecoglou got that job? That'd be fantastic.
0: <sighs> it'd be massive. It would be it'd be so good. But um, yeah, so I mean that's that's a watch this space type of thing. But yeah, then we got our Man City Aston Villa. So the most appealing of cities double here. So. After seeing what Aston Villa did defensively the other day, you know, yeah, captaining Haaland is still a bit of a no-brainer for myself and a decision for those still like yourself with the triple captaincy.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you look at um, Man City's home form, like the home form is still really good. They're still scoring sort of three, four goals every time when they play at home. Mm. Um, it's just the away games where they've seemed uh, like pretty stodgy recently. So um, I, I do think that, you know, um, that will be a comfortable win for them um so yeah as you say like i think harland is a pretty much no-brainer for the captain it's just a matter of whether people who have the triple captain want to um
0: take the uh take the punt yeah that's right um yeah something something i mean i don't have to worry about that now so thank god because i'd probably be overthinking it again this week so (laughs) you've got got your points yeah i've got my points i'm happy (laughs) i'm sitting on the beach now but uh, Valentine's Day here in, in um, Australia and what better way to start off the day than a Merseyside derby with Sean De- oh, You could just say now, Sean Dyche heading to Liverpool. Uh yeah, I, I can picture like the Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance, like where just the yes. glass shatters and he just walks in at Anfield and with that gravelly voice and oh, giving it to Klopp. It'd be fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah it'd be so good. I mean... The Merseyside derby is always pretty fiery as well. So yeah, um, yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see a red card in this game, especially the way that um, you know, Sean Dyche is a, is pretty old school. He likes to he likes a you know a, a physical
0: game, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. And then the final match of this double game week, and the one that we are all anticipating first v. I don't know actually, city even second anymore. I'm not too sure, but anyway, Pep v. Arteta. Arsenal, man, City, poof, heavyweights.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, City definitely are still second, so...
0: <laughs> they are? <laughs> um, yeah,
1: they are. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for this game. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I I, I I, can see Arsenal just trying to keep it pretty tight. Like, I wouldn't even be shocked if it was a nil all. Um, but obviously, if either team scores an early game, early goal, then the game can turn into something crazy. So, yeah. Um. I, I I hope it's something... I hope we have, like, a 3-2 thriller. But, um, yeah, I think it could end up being quite cagey.
0: Mm, oh, it's going to be so exciting to watch. And, yeah, it's, you, you sort of get the feeling that if Arsenal win that game, that the season could just be done and dusted, like, just with everything happening at City and the form and everything else. Yeah, it was,
1: and there's some weird stuff going on at City with kind of player unrest, and there seems to be some kind of sort of damaged relationships with pep Mm -hmm. um so yeah there's some strange stuff going on there but um you know if they if they win both games in this double game week including the one against arsenal then kind of i think you know all of that can be forgotten very quickly and the title race is back on so yeah um yeah i i literally have no idea what's going to happen in that game
0: well, let's just hope from an FPL perspective, all of our assets haul for that game because it'll make it much more fun. <laughs> is that really too much to ask? No, that's it's, it's not too much to ask from from the FPL gods. But um, anyway, it's time for the big short segment where we look at the transfer trends and look at who we should be buying and selling. And yeah, looking at the top transfers, in, well, there he is, Dr. Dribble sitting top of the, the list, which is, a bit surprising considering that we're heading into a double game week, that it wasn't like a city or arsenal player with the most transfers in, but people are liking what they're seeing there. And then yes, Saka, Mares, Erdegaard, and Inketia round out the top five and top transfers out. Giao Cancelo still leading the way. Almiron, Martinelli. Ivan Tony and yeah Rodrigo from Lee too yeah unfortunately it looks like he's going to be sitting on the sidelines for a while who you know had some surgery just before the game week um twenty two deadline so um anything I mean there's a couple of things that stick out there for for me not one being Matoma what about yourself
1: yeah I think I think people have just come to the conclusion that Matoma is going to keep on scoring and they just need to just get him in yeah um so. You know, it is surprising given that you know he doesn't have a double and he's got a blank coming up. But on the other hand, if he just keeps on scoring, you know, ten pointers every week, then how can you how can you ignore him? So yeah. I guess from that perspective, it's not that surprising. But apart from that, yeah, I mean, most of the other people coming in um, are pretty uh, pretty predictable. Although um, KDB is pretty far down the list, and that's that's the thing that sticks out to me the most.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. I'm really surprised we don't see him in the the top five here. But maybe it was more from, you know, engaged managers who have Bruno and um or who have Salah were just waiting for this game week to be over. But yeah, the mm-hmm. fact that he's not in the top five is a little bit little bit puzzling.
1: Yeah. I mean I think it'll probably change before the deadline because most most people are probably gonna or most engaged managers are probably making their transfers um, you know, on Saturday. Um, but yeah, I mean Ben Me has more transfers in than KdB. So <laughs> that's that is a surprise.
0: Yeah. I mean, who's to argue with Ben Mee? He's having an blinder this season. So <laughs> uh, but anyway, our own our own thinking for our own teams. What a what's on your agenda for this game week?
1: Um yeah, well I'm pretty I'm pretty well set up um, for the double game week, I think. Um I've got Kepa Um, Trippier, White, KDB Odegaard, Rashford Almiron um, against Bournemouth, Harlan, Kane and Kedja so pretty solid um, pretty solid team there the only the only only player that I've got that's really a problem for this week is John Stones Mm. Um, so I think I might I think what just makes the most sense for me is to get is to take John Stones out and bring in um, a Man City defender I know that we talked about um, a Man City aren't defending that well at the moment, and B you don't know who's going to play two games. Um, but I still think that um, the best, my best move is to you know, for a free transfer, get that third Man City asset and just hope that he that he starts two games. And yeah. um, if he doesn't start two games, just hope they get a clean sheet in the one that he does start. But um, yeah, so I think I probably will just take out John Stones for another Man City. Defender. It's not very inspiring, but I guess the decision I've got to make is is that going to be um, Ake or Kanji? So uh, mm. i would be interested to hear your thoughts on who you think is the best city defensive asset to bring in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I was choosing out of them two, I'd, I'd probably lean towards um, Ake. Um, like you said, he's, you know, also got that added bonus that he can play out on the left um, mm. if Rico Lewis isn't going to be selected. So, um, while he's probably more preferred to play in the center, yeah, at least he's got that added bonus that there's a bit of insurance there. He could just play out wide.
1: Yeah. To me, he seems to have a little bit more um, attacking threat than a Kanji. Um, yeah. Like he seems to get his head on more corners than a Kanji does uh, mm. and just sort of be lurking in the box. If it kind of comes, if it kind of bounces around like a pinball from like a set piece or something, yeah. he seems to be better at kind of lurking in the box than a Kanji is and He gets the occasional uh, the occasional chance, and I suppose it's just one of those things where, you know, in a double game week, if you know if you win the lottery and he you know jags a goal from a corner or something, then you can be looking at a huge hole a huge haul like we've seen from John Stones in the
0: past. Yeah, that's right. The the double game week hero of yesteryear.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But anyway, apart from that, like I don't really know what else I'd do apart from getting rid of John Stones. So. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do. Not yeah. very excited about it, but that's probably what I'll do. What about yeah. you? Do you have anything more exciting than me?
0: Um, I think I will stick with the plan of doing the Bruno KDB um, hokey-pokey. So nice. Um, I'll probably uh, make sense to bring KDB back in for there because then down the line I could possibly roll him. If Salah does pick up some form between now and double game week 25, then I can then roll KDB to sell it down the line. So the other option was I was mucking around with my side that I can actually upgrade Pereira from Fulham to like a Mahrez or even a Jack Realish. Um, yeah, right. Which would be exciting, but it's then removes an extra game week 25 player. So the, the benefit yeah. of having Pereira and him sitting on my bench is that I can play him in game week 25 and Fulham's fixture in twenty five is against. Um, just having a quick look here, it's against Wolves. So yeah, it's not um, a bad fixture. That that's not a bad fixture at all. So I mean, if I did make that move of removing Pereira now, it just it adds probably an extra transfer down the line because I yep. need to get an extra body in. So um, yeah, I'm not too too keen on that. So but um, yeah, the the other option, yeah, yeah I, I, that would have to be for a hit anyway because. Um, I've already, I've got Gia Cancelo sitting on my bench, so I'd have to do something with him. But, yeah, I think it's just going to be straightforward. Bruno to KDB and have the two tickets to the lottery this weekend.
1: Okay. So you're going you're gonna to keep Cancelo, uh, Cancelo, keep him on the bench and just have the so. city assets.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I've got um, Luke Shaw still, so I'm, I'm sort of happy to play him against Leeds um, yeah, okay. in 25. So, I I mean, Cancelo I, out would be for a hit. So
1: yeah true i mean so but from are you expecting what are you expecting from luke shaw like i mean he's probably the way leads are playing if they scored two goals at old trafford you know you expect them to score maybe a goal um, yeah. at home so then you're kind of relying on an attacking return
0: yeah that that is true i, I know i'm just i'm concerned that then taking the hit to get in that city defender and they might not start both games, won't wait, That's right. make it worthwhile. So yeah, um, sort of weighing that up. You know, I'm Especially sure. if
1: the one game that they do start is the Arsenal game, which is the one that we're at least likely to get the clean sheet in. So I do understand that thinking as well.
0: Plus, plus Shaw has attacking advantages too. So he did get an assist um, in the Crystal Palace game and came close to getting another one this morning too. Um, yeah, he did. He did so yeah I think I'll, I'll just start him so um yeah, yeah it might only end up being you know a couple points worse off but um save the, the transfer for the next game week and and hopefully things become a bit clearer
1: yeah fair enough no that makes sense makes sense I I think that that is um yeah the Bruno to KDB is a is a is a good move so yeah um I if I was in your position I'd
0: probably make that move as well mm. I mean yeah I'd love to keep Bruno but yeah it makes sense to to roll into um the double kdb but um now it's time for goodwill punting where we look at a differential for the game week so andrew who have you picked out for double game week 23
1: um well i actually wanted who you've picked i won't i won't give it away but um <laughs> you got there for, you got in there first so um but who i've gone who i've come up with is actually um son from spurs oh, so yeah. it's amazing that he can actually be a differential, a differential. Like last, <laughs> last season. Everyone owned him, but yeah, he's 11, he's eleven point six million, which is obviously quite expensive. He's only five point nine percent owned. Um, but I suppose if you're looking to get rid of Bruno, if you're if you're in the camp of someone that was planning to go from um, Bruno back to KDB, but now you're finding yourself having second thoughts about whether you know you actually want KDB in your team, then yep. you know maybe Son is a is a punt you could take. We've already spoken about how. How Spurs love to play Leicester and how, you know, how many goals they usually score against Leicester. Um, Sun has sort of shown a few signs of a bit of a resurgence recently, like gradually playing a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like it's definitely a punt, but I think, um, you know, it's a start of a good run of fixtures for Spurs. Um, and like I said, an alternative route from um, Fernandez, Bruno Fernandez, um, if you don't like going back to KDB. So, um, yeah, not a bad punt against Leicester, who I think will, you know, they love to concede goals.
0: <laughs> Absolutely love to concede goals. So yeah, I do, I do like that shout. So yes, unfortunately, I beat you to the punch, and I did have Jack Grealish listed here as my differential of the week. So um, six point eight million, so very, very cheap and very doable. Only one point five percent owned. So um, he's got real, no real competition at the moment for his place out on the left. So I mean, we've seen Phil Foden. Just completely frozen out of the side. And then, you know, strangely, he, well, I I think Pep said he was ill. Um,
1: Mystery illness
0: last week. Yeah. So I know with everything happening at City at the moment and everyone kicking up a stink. Yeah. He's just, I don't know, just doesn't seem to be anywhere near the side at the moment. So then, Mm. you know, he's got Villa first up too. So he's former side. So he'll absolutely be chomping at the bit to play against Villa there. And, you know, I, Watching City, he always seems to to look good at the moment whenever he plays. So, mm. um, I, I think he's probably an exciting one to pick out for the double. But I mean, he's definitely not at his back at his explosive best like he was at Villa. But he seems to be getting a bit more involved. So, I'm sure yep. there's points on the horizon. It's just when they actually come. So, yeah, that's that's my pick for goodwill punting.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think we even we even spoke about Jack Grealish um, before the last Man City double um before game week 20 um and we i think we both kind of said like we think you'll start one and then come in off the bench in the other one and yeah you know if he gets one attacking return, then, you know, that's a, you know, that's sort of eight points or so, which is pretty much exactly what happened. And yeah. um, I'm expecting a similar thing to happen this week. Like he, he doesn't look like scoring too many goals, but he does look, um, look really good in terms of creativity at the moment. Yeah, um, And he looks, you know, when he's playing, when he's on the field, he looks almost just as likely as KDB to get an assist. Yeah. Um, I think he will start that Villa game as well. So yeah, I mean, I think he's a really good punt. He, it's only 1.5% owned. So um, good differential if you want to stick with the attacking assets you don't like the defensive ones for for man city
0: yeah that's right so um yeah that's that's why i picked out but now time for oh captain my captain so top three options andrew who are you going with for this double game week
1: um well i think it's pretty obvious that harland <laughs> um he's usually our captain um, every, every week, week let alone <laughs> in a double game week so um yeah he seems to be a no-brainer and then the kind of vice captain or second choice probably be Saka and then yeah. maybe a close third being Odegaard. It's hard to know which um which Arsenal kind of attacking asset's gonna get the points in any given week. But um those those two look
0: pretty good. Yeah, no like yeah I can't disagree. So I'm quite happy to stick with with those three who you've picked out there. So um now before we finish up it's time for the FPL SideNet Podcast League update so Stu Pankin still leading the way with his side of 23 so he's sitting pretty after 96 points this game week with 1431 points so um myself I've managed after that that monster game week to to shoot up to fifth now in the league table which is very nice I'm almost in the yellow part on the graphics there but um Andrew yourself
1: um. Yeah. Look, I've I pretty much stayed where I was. I was twenty fifth last week. I've gone down a couple of spots to twenty seven. So yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was
0: a lot of triple captain chips used in our league this this last game week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, this this uh this last game week was really just a tread water game week for me. So yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully, hopefully, after this week, I'll um I'll climb a bit
0: higher. Yeah. So um yeah. and unfortunately I'm not manager of the game week. So I was having a a whinge to Andrew before we recorded that. even when I haven't watched the game week. Oh, it still eludes me, but yeah. Big shout out to Nicholas Chan with his side. Yeah. The boys FC. So um, 121 points, no hits. So yeah, he did use the triple captain Rashford and yeah, very similar side to mine, but he had cookerella there in his defense there. So getting the extra clean sheet points there. So, um well done nicholas on that because yeah 121 is just i mean that's insane. insane i think yeah it's massive so i've no idea what your game week rank was but i'm gonna guess it was um four digits <laughs> at least so uh, i mean he would have got
1: he would have got the 100 points even without the triple captain so that's, that's an right. amazing. that's an amazing
0: achievement yeah, that's that's remarkable. So yeah, well done, Nicholas. But um, yeah. Also, before we finish up, just the plug. So yeah, Twitter and Instagram for the the show at FPL Signet. And yeah, please remember to give Andrew a follow too at FPL underscore Point Break on the Twitter Birdie app. So um yeah, just hit those like and subscribe buttons. And yeah, if you listen to the show, where you can rate and review, that would be fantastic and help us out. And yeah, as always, um, yeah, get tweeting and retweeting. And, yeah, we, we love the conversations that we're seeing for the show. So it's always great when you see people, um, you know, retweet it and, and um and talk about it, that they're listening so that it makes it all worthwhile. And, yeah, it's it's been a big game week. So what are we? Thursday night. So Thursday night's nearly over. The next game week deadline is only a few days away. So, um, Andrew, good luck for the next game week. Thank you very much. Um, hopefully, I can't wait to see whether you're gonna proceed with the triple captainship. I'm fairly certain you are,
1: yeah, probably. Um, yeah, watch space. I'm not 100%, I'm not 100% <laughs> locked in, but like, yeah, I think I think I probably will. I, I've been planning to do it for a couple of weeks, and yeah, I think I'll just um plow ahead with it and see how I go.
0: Oh, uh, exciting! Well, good luck for that. And um, as always, all that is left to say, vaya con dios and let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green. See you, managers.